Welcome to the final episode of The Hannibal Files, a Strange Harbors podcast. This is the end of our weekly discussion of Brian Fuller's serial killer drama Hannibal, which is now streaming on Netflix. Tonight we'll be wrapping up the series with its final two episodes, The Number of the Beast is 666 and The Wrath of the Lamb. Tonight I'm joined by... I'm Eric Jure. And Derek Wong. All right, so the last two episodes, it's been quite a journey. We started this season of the podcast, what, three months ago? And now we're finally at the last two episodes. How do you guys feel? What do you guys think? I'm sad we're at the end, man. I really enjoyed this show. I enjoyed doing this. I know. uh, And I'm sad that so far, at least, this is all we're going to get of Hannibal. I'm glad we did this. I love the show. I'm very happy with everyone that stuck with us and maybe has been watching along with us or have just been coming back to listen to these episodes. But honestly, it's been a journey, but I'm also, I'm, I'm kind of ready, right? Like this is the finale and I'm kind of ready, ready to move on. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh... <laughs> Except if there's a season four, I'm still hoping, still crossing my fingers and we would definitely come back for that if, if that ever happened. Oh yeah, for sure. We would definitely recap a fourth season if it ever happened. We'd have um, to revitalize this segment of the podcast i mean so what did you guys think of the final two episodes um i don't think we need to go like chronologically right because we can talk about some of the big points but i don't think we need to go like step by step and scene by scene but i think there are some big points i do want to bring up because there's a lot of manhunter stuff red dragon stuff that we've already covered um and i think that's been kind of typical for these past last couple episodes where we've handled the red dragon arc yeah yeah so so i guess the important points are like where it subverts and zigs when you think it's gonna zag right like that's that's when it gets interesting at least with comparison to manhunter Mm -hmm. um so this first episode um the number of the beast is 666 is about uh the attempt of jack and will uh and alana to catch francis dollarhide uh, by using Will as bait, uh, ostensibly. Uh, and they, they do a setup quite like in, in Manhunter. They, they put out an, uh, I guess an interview with Will, with Freddie Lowndes and Dr. Chilton. And, uh, there's a picture of all of them there. And they do the same thing they do in Manhunter. They try and enrage him so they can, uh, draw him out to attack Will. But, yeah. I guess just as Manhunter, well, Will's not the one who's attacked. Francis Dollarhide abducts Frederick Chilton and, uh, rips off his face. Uh, so yeah, that's the big change, right? That the show has done in the Red Dragon book, the Red Dragon movie, and Manhunter. It was always Freddie Lowndes, right? Yes. But this one subverts that by basically replacing Freddie Lowndes with Chilton. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? They kind of uh, had to do that, right? Because they already did the whole Freddie Lowndes thing mm-hmm. fake out earlier this season, so. They can't really do that again. So uh, Chilton's a good replacement, and it really like continues his uh, series of unfortunate events that befall him. Right? He's so unfortunate. Uh, I, lo- I loved seeing him continue to come back more and more maimed every time. So it's too bad that I guess that's the that's uh, uh-huh. is that sort of the end of that, or he does live in the end, right? Oh, he, he lives. Li- he's, yeah, yeah, he's alive. Yeah, because yeah. he's in that hyperbaric chamber, right? And, yeah. Uh, so I guess. Uh, Unless, unless wow, someone passes him a comb. And, uh, yeah. the, right? <laughs> George imagines him or something. Man, poor Frederick. Uh, so what, what is it? First, he's disemboweled by... Uh, Abel Gideon. Abel Gideon. And then he's shot through the face by uh, Miriam Lass, right? And then now he's uh, burned alive with his lips ripped off. <laughs> yes. Bit off. Right Bit off <laughs> by Francis Dollarhide. Uh, I think you mentioned it, Jeff, right? In like a previous episode, like mm-hmm. the creator Brian Fuller mentioned, like this, this is his like punching bag, right? Chilton. It's his uh, running joke, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess in that sense, it would make sense that he would make Chilton the target of Dollarhide's aggression in this episode. He's a natural replacement for Freddie Lowndes. He is. He is. But then it's like you think like if it were to follow the story, like naturally, like we've seen the conniving person that Freddie Lowndes is. Like I wouldn't be mad if she got her, her comeuppance by the end of this series, right? I mean, if this really mm-hmm. is a series finale. So it's like it's a change that I understand why he did it. It's it's a equal in a sense change, but I don't know how I feel about the change itself. Maybe I would have still liked to have seen this happen to Freddie Lounce, even though it would have been a rehash in a sense. Uh, I don't know. I feel 
Freddy's just been this established kind of like a weasel and like she's always weaseling her way out of things and to finally get her come up and I don't know I feel like that's too predictable I think I, I feel like this is not the show that would do something like that and and I'm glad to see her live through this and get through this unscathed right but also I just want to say like I said last week terrible plan by the way by Will and the FBI and everyone involved this was not a good plan <laughs> and um, the final episode's involvement of Hannibal is even worse. <laughs> Not that that makes it for bad television. It makes it for extremely entertaining television. So but. is the badness of the plan intentional on Will's part? Maybe. Like, how much of this is him wanting to get Chilton fucked up or just pulling a Hannibal just to see what would happen? And how much of it is just an actual bad plan, you know? Right, well, I mean, it's ambiguous, right? Because they ask Will, like, what his end goal is. And it's ambiguous whether he wants Hannibal to be killed or freed. Yeah. A lot of these last two episodes is about Will embracing his his darkness, right? And then... Well, it's almost like it's like a rehash of what we saw in season two, right? It's like it's mm-hmm. like yeah. at the end of the series, we have to come back to this... Is Will a killer, right? Or is right. is he like Hannibal? And I guess this is the thing I didn't quite like about this finale, right? Or these last two episodes was the fact that it really tried to change the Red Dragon storyline to fit that mold, right? Like that's mm. the end that Fuller wanted to get to. And it, it just feels a little forced, in my opinion, to mm. get there. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I don't, I don't have as much experience with the other versions of the Hannibal mythos, the books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm less, I don't know, I feel like less like beholden to, I don't know, another vision. I, I see what you're saying in that this feels more like a straight adaptation of some other work that the rest of the show has. Mm-hmm. And so it feels a little weird. Like, well, I guess I'm what kinda, I'm saying is that it, doesn't seem to be trying to push the character forward to a new idea versus it seems to be trying to fall back on an old idea. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely uh, sort, of, sort, of a, sort of a rehash of the Will's becoming darker plotline. Yeah, like will they, won't they, you know, is is Will going to flip and be with Hannibal or whatever, you know what I mean? It, right. It's, it's, we've yeah. seen it played out and it just kind of, for me, it was not frustrating, but just a little sad to see like, well, we're going to end this series we're going to end the season, maybe they not knowing that the season was going to be the finale, but now it's the finale for now. That kind of just falls back on what we've already seen. I think it's funny because people are like, why don't we see just Will and Hannibal have sex, right? Like, <laughs> that's, people people joke about that, but like, but like, also it's not really a joke because their sex isn't sex, it's murder, right? That's what it is. <laughs> well, it's also funny because the show finally kind of puts it on paper right like will even like in his session with bedelia asks is hannibal in love with me right Mm -hmm. the answer isn't like yes he's in love with you he wants to have sex with you but like this relationship you have is kind of almost like you know you would find in a in a loving relation well i guess not loving but you know what i mean right (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so it, it is kind of like it it's a little meta in that regard and then it's it's starting to maybe they had a feeling that maybe this was the end and maybe they had to just kind of like put it out there for the audience finally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people didn't catch on. All right. So you want to work through the number of the beast a little bit before we get to the finale itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so basically we were talking about how this, 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 plan, this plan of, of uh, the FBI is to use Will as bait to lure out Dollarhide. And then, uh, of course, Dollarhide attracts Chilton. As we said, we're kind of debating whether this is intentional on Will's part or not. And it's kind of how we got on the sidetrack. Um, because Chilton certainly thinks it's intentional, right? Yeah, I mean, I was going to answer the question. Like, I don't think Will's plan is to, like, get Chilton caught and killed or maimed. But I do think that he probably realized that it could happen and just doesn't care. Maybe he doesn't, doesn't care is too strong, but... Like Hannibal, it's like, if it's going to play out like that, it's going to play out like that. I think he kind of actively wanted it to happen in a way, because the show very strongly implies that he wanted it, because maybe multiple characters suggest it. Chilton does, right? Hannibal does, or or doesn't Hannibal also suggest it as well? Yeah, he does, he does, and so does Alana, I think. 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. multiple characters suggest that Will may have intentionally, you know, set this up, and Will doesn't really deny it. I think it's just the slide into this darkness that he's been playing with, like, this entire series, and I think it really comes to a to a head in these last two episodes, and especially the finale, but I do feel like it kind of pulls its punches a little bit, because if you really wanted Will to embrace, like, Hannibal's ideology or whatever, you'd have him kill, like, an innocent person, right? Um, and like, I mean, Chilton kind of has it coming, you know, and obviously Dollar Hide's a serial killer, right? So, I mean, I feel like it wouldn't have gone that way ever. Like, they never would have showed Will, like, completely turning to the dark side like that. But like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he doesn't. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't think the intention was to ever have him fully no, be yeah, yeah, yeah. thrall, right? I guess that is supposed to be kind of this arc of Will's, right? Because if you think about the Red Dragon storyline, it, it's almost like he got out for a reason and then this is supposed to kind of twist him back. Like we saw it really well in Manhunter, right? The kind of breakdown of the Will Graham character by the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know if, if I were to look at this series or this, I guess, six episode arc, I don't think it works as well to kind of convince me that like Will is – going back to the dark side or it's it's affecting him. this case is somehow affecting him in in a negative way uh i would agree i think it's a little murky i mean like maybe that's the design um i think it but, is i mean this this will has a different relationship with yeah. this animal right exactly, like there's supposed yeah. to be a more of a you know a deep intimate attraction there as opposed to the other one where it's the relationship is a lot more one-sided Mm-hmm. Or not one-sided, but one-dimensional, right? Antagonistic relationship, whereas this is... Yeah. It's got a lot more going on, obviously. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of this, these sessions with Bedelia? I mean, like, these final sessions with Bedelia, I think, is as close as the show comes to, like, making its subtext text, right? Yeah. Will straight up asks her, like, like you guys said before, like, oh, is Hannibal in love with me? And then Bedelia just turns the question around on him, right? Yeah. Um, Bedelia has always been probably the most interesting part of the series for me. I, I really like the character a lot. And, yeah, she's awesome. Um, and I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but she is the final image of the show. And I think yeah. that's, that's very fitting. Well, we'll get to that. But. Shockingly. <laughs> did not expect that at all. Yeah. And actually, sorry, it wasn't Will and Lana. It was Will and Bedelia that talked about um, what he did to Chilton. Mm. Right. And and it's Bedelia mm-hmm. that is the one who points out like, well, you're the one who put your hand on him. Right. And that's very yeah. uh, that symbolizes something that tells, you know, Francis Dollarhide something or she says the words, you know, that's participation. Right. Which reminds yep. us, when, yeah. you know, the conversation she had with Hannibal at the beginning of this season when they were in Italy. Right. So like I. Yes, I do. I do really like the Will Bedelia stuff this episode, right? It, yeah, and it, this is the closest we're getting to like all the times we've seen, you know, Hannibal and Will have sessions this this season, right? Because it's a, been a lot of like in Hannibal's mind palace, but we haven't really seen them like sitting in chairs like we we're, we're used to. But in this scene, we get to see them kind of sitting in chairs, and you know, Will sitting in his normal spot on the left, while you know Bedelia is on the right, kind of representing Hannibal. So I, I did like a lot of these scenes and the imagery that we got out of it too. Mm -hmm. And this episode definitely had some pretty funny, dark humor, just like the show always has. Right. Because I thought the funniest thing was, uh, um, will asking Alana, like, are you volunteering about their little scheme? And then Mm -hmm. (laughs) she goes, no, I'd have to be a fool. And then it just cuts to (laughs) Chilton. Chilton, Yeah. It was very funny. funny. It was very, very funny. I don't know. The funniest scene to me was when Hannibal was given his package. He like opens it up and they, you know, we don't get to really see what it is. And then we see later when Jack asks like, oh, where's the other, where's the other one? Yeah. And it just quickly mm-hmm. like shoots to Hannibal and he like sucks it in his mouth. And I was just like, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> hilarious and genius. <laughs> Probably hasn't yeah. tasted human flesh in three years, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good point. He's jonesing for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that he's like, well, you can get all the information you need out of the one. You didn't need both. (laughs) (laughs) What a dickhead. Yeah. There's a lot of religious phrases and stuff in these two episodes that 
kind of went over my head. I'm not really like a religious scholar, so I don't know anything about like, I don't know, the book of revelations or like the wrath of the lamb and like what that represents. I'm, I'm just not well versed in, um, that part of, of cultural studies. So I just don't, I just don't know. So like if any of you guys have any insight onto all the religious themes in these two episodes, shoot us an email. I, I want to, I want to learn more about it. I just, I just don't know enough, right? So, to circle back around, is there any point to these sessions with Bedelia? Like, like I mean, from the viewer's perspective, they're awesome, right? Like, I love them, but like, in the world of the show, like, what's the point of these things? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone gets anything out of any psych session from anyone on this show. Yeah, Maybe dude. aside from like Alana in like season one or something. <laughs> yeah, she's she's the most pure at the beginning of the show. It's but all like, just like people fucking with each other. Like there's mm-hmm. no no help going on at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's just interesting that Will's drawn to uh, Bedelia as as, as uh, another one of Bluebeard's wives, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of interesting. But uh so the other aspect of this episode I think we didn't really mention is Reba, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because she that that's a little bit of a change, right? Because she shows up while Chilton is glued to his seat. Yeah, why you gotta glue him to the seat? Jeez. <laughs> also, I'm not so good with lip trauma. That that was fucking gross. That was, that was probably the most gruesome scene in the entire show. It was yeah. brutal. Because like the <laughs> yeah, violence I, in this show is usually like really like artistic or whatever, but this was just like savage. Like that's that's the whole thing with Dollar Hyde, right? Like all of his kills are just like savage and like bloody, and, yeah. right? And there's no art to them, um, which yeah. I kind of do miss, but I, I understand that's by design. Um, the most you're gonna get is the like, the mirrors and the eyes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I go back to this Reba thing, and I'm like, why yeah. why do you even have like it? In the end, I don't think it added anything to that scene. Or really mm. their relationship, right? Like, was that the tipping point that he decides to, like, take her? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, because I know that's not in the original text, I don't think, or the original, like, movies. I don't know. I felt like I felt like it just hit all the beats that it needed to. It wasn't, like, anything really to write home about, you know? Like, Yeah. Because if anything, it really just stretches out that scene longer than it really even feel like it needs to be. Yeah. Cause that, that's a really long scene where they're going, he's talking to him and he has to record him and then Reba's there. And then we get to the part where he bites off his lips. Like it's a lot to, to deal yeah. with just those two characters. Yeah. But then what about at the, at the end there where we, we resolve the, uh, but yes, like, yeah, Chilton stuff. And then it's just the two of them in the house. Right. I thought that was very affecting and really weird, weird and creepy where he's like, Hey, can I, uh, can I trust you? He does a little trust thing with the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh fuck that! I'm going to try to run." Yeah. Of course, he's right there. <laughs> and then he's, I guess, he's going to burn her alive, right? Well, I think. Well, the episode kind of cuts when he admits that he is the Red Dragon, right? Like he basically admits to her, like, if you've heard about the Jacoby and the Leeds, that was me. I'm becoming this dragon, right? Or I am the dragon, and that's where this episode cuts. But where the next episode pretty much takes it. And that's where you're you're alluding to, right, Amir? Where he's basically gonna burn her, you know, kill himself yeah. and then burn her alive. Yeah, and then he says he's like, "Oh, I can't actually bear to watch you burn alive, right?" And so he shoots himself and then he blows his own head off. Um, I mean, it's easy to stage that because she's fucking blind, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he stages his suicide and he sets his his house on fire. Right. This just gets into the the next. And final stretch of the episode, right? Where we get another use of bait, but this time it's Hannibal, right? Yeah. Um, so did you guys buy the Francis Dollar Hyde, the, the, the fake out thing? Or? I mean, in this context or? I guess in, ever? I don't know. Because it, it is from the Red Dragon back. text, I think. Oh, okay, so you already knew that he was going to do this before you ever, before you ever saw the show? Yes. Oh, well, no. Well, no, because... You saw I guess the show if first. I if I well I saw the show first before I really knew anything about Red Dragon. So if I were to put myself back in that context, no, I didn't really believe it because it was just like too convenient, right? It just seemed like it was like a setup. It seemed like 
this can't be his end, right? Interesting. Yeah, when I first watched it, I didn't buy it at all because, I mean, the book was like that and also Red Dragon was like that oh, too, so you right? Already, so, already, yeah, so you yeah, already, I already knew. But I don't know, like, there's also that, like, lingering doubt that they're going to go, like, a whole different direction, different right? Because right, yeah. because Manhunter and Red Dragon and, and both the book and the movie, the whole thing is about Dollar Hide. But this show is called Hannibal, right? So, like, I could picture, like, a version of the show where Dollar Hide just actually kills himself. And then something goes on with Hannibal and Will and... That's the remainder of the episode. Yes, and that's kind but of that, where I thought – that's what I thought they were going to do, actually. But that would be so anticlimactic because you set in like five episodes building up Dollar Hide and he just offs himself and that's the end of it. Like I feel like that yeah, wouldn't really yeah. – and I, th- I feel like the the natural terminus of this is is the Will and Hannibal team up at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but so like I sort of understand. I don't understand why – Dollar Hyde lets them live after the interception of the police convoy, right? Because he attacks the police. They're, they're going to use Hannibal as bait. And then Dollar Hyde attacks the police van um, and kills all of the cops, right? Leaving Will and Hannibal alive. I mean, Hannibal does say that line about, you know, this is not his plan. Yeah, like his MO is like his transformation, right? It's like he wants to transform... Hannibal is that what it is and he can't do that during the day as like a nighttime ritual of some sort is that is that what that is I, th- that's I think what that's I what I imagine is, too right? yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that's what I was gonna say like I think it has something to do with like he wants to do it at night he wants to do it with the moons out mm-hmm. all the things that we've kind of seen from Francis Dollarhide yeah mm-hmm. that he has that yeah he has this specific way that he does these things yeah, yeah he needs more mirrors around he doesn't have any mirrors yeah, with yeah, him yeah. at the moment uh, <laughs> I did find that a little weird Right. Or a little convenient, right? That, you know, Francis comes to save them and then because what was the plan? It wasn't to have Francis save them. Like they didn't know Francis was gonna come and rescue them, right? No, but I mean they were just gonna use Hannibal as bait. They didn't know that Dollarhide was gonna attack like the convoy, right? But then I guess the plan was like how do you then leak that information? Like uh, yeah, I don't What do you mean, how do you leak what? Like so, they were going to take the convoy somewhere. Like, where were they going to take it? Like, and then that, then, then Francis was supposed to attack. Well, suggests using Hannibal as as bait by like staging his escape from the hospital, right? But they don't get to carry that out because Dollarhide attacks them before that can happen. They were going to be transferred to somewhere else where they were going to escape from there. Is that the idea? Stage the idea. Yeah, stage yeah. Escape, yeah. It's like a fake oh, okay. escape. Still a terrible idea, by the way. It's so so bad. Like you know. You're going to stage an escape with Hannibal Lecter, like especially this Hannibal Lecter. Are you out of your mind? This is a horrible idea. But like absolutely insane. It worked out in the end. It kind of oh. <laughs> did it did it did it. I don't know. <laughs> absolutely insane. Uh, and I think I think Bedelia definitely thinks it's insane too. She's like, "What the fuck are you idiots thinking?" <laughs> yes. And I like I like that, right? That was like a continue it's kind of a continuation. We've seen this relationship building in the last episode between Bedelia and Will in these sessions and then you know, this final episode, Will goes to her and be like, hey, we're going to have this plan. And she's like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, you guys got to be kidding me. I feel like she should have been more adamant about that because she's in the worst position of all at the end of this episode. But at the right? same time, what can she do other than try to run I again? Know, right? Know. Like, yeah, she has she no power in this situation. God knows why Jack goes along with all this insanity. But you know who is the smartest one in this episode was Alana. Alana? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. she she takes Margot and the kid and runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Will's such an ass to her too. He goes, "I'd pack my bags if I were you, but the meat's back on the menu." <laughs> what an That's such a great line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent. Thank all whole conversations are great. Oh, actually, one thing we missed before the whole Hannibal break out is that Francis does kidnap Will and. Essentially, Will is let go because I guess he kind of convinces Francis, like, hey, we'll work together to get Hannibal out. And then you can have him. You can have his me- this meeting with him. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. different than the, the Red Dragon text and uh, the Red Dragon iterations that we've seen, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is this is before he even has the idea to use Hannibal as bait, right? Because, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's what gets him suggesting that idea. Uh, for Hannibal to stage his escape to lead him to to Dollar Hyde, right? 
Um, yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess now we're up to the final set piece of the show, right? The, the showdown at, um, Hannibal's cliffside manor. <laughs> so this is a, this is a different house, right? It's a completely different house. We've yeah, never absolutely. Seen okay. It. Okay. Yeah. So this is a separate yeah. rest. That's what I figured. Mm hmm. How does Dollar Hide know where to find them? Is fucking Google it or something? Like <laughs> fucking tourist attraction? The Hannibal, the, the cannibals fucking. Yeah, I don't know. Summer, it's it's a lot of convenience home? in this okay. episode. Whatever. Coincidence, yeah. Whatever. But whatever. I mean, this show whatever. always glosses over shit like that. I mean, yeah, like whatever. It doesn't matter. Google right. Street View that shit. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> um, the interesting thing about this is that uh, we're always asking, like, where did fucking Hannibal keep Abigail and Miriam? And now we know it was this cliffside house, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is which is very interesting. Um, yeah, because he says that explicitly, right? <laughs> he says it explicitly. He says, He's "Yeah, like, this oh, is where I kept more, Abigail, and, yeah, Miriam. Where I kept Abigail yeah. and Miriam." Yeah, or he says something about like, "Oh, when Abigail was here, when Miriam was here." Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that. More, yeah, the, so, yeah, the land supposed to... the land was less eroded or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so did yeah. Beverly see one of them at the bottom of the cellar? Yeah, I don't know now. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's a good uh, that's a good point. Well, I don't know. He, well, he was obviously moving them around though, right? Because Abigail was in his normal house at the end of season two. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, she, so he yeah. obviously takes them back and forth for whatever purposes, and and Miriam is moved obviously to the uh, hole. So mm-hmm. he does he can and doesn't move them around willy nilly. So. I mean, possibly, but mm-hmm. it's unclear why she would be there unless he had a use. I don't know. Could be. I think. I think word of God is that it was uh, Abigail. Yeah. So this last set piece, we get a little bit of Michael Mann here, right? It kind of becomes a full-on action. Yeah. Soiree between them. I love how it starts too, right? Hannibal's like holding that bottle of wine, mm-hmm. and he gets like shot. Through him and it like goes through him and then it hits the bottle and we see the bottle shatter first before we really realize what's happened and we realize you know Hannibal's been shot. Francis is there. Will gets stabbed in the face. Like this yeah. is a brutal fight. Super brutal. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really feel this fight mm-hmm. as much. I didn't think it was that great. I think the the face stabbing is pretty fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of fucked up because I, I think face stabbing <laughs> is fun. I don't know. In terms of like, I don't think this can hold a candle to the Jack Hannibal fight in his no. kitchen. No, not at yeah. all. I think yeah. I think the I think the dream imagery in this doesn't quite work when his and wings come out. Yeah, it's just a little much. And I think the I think the CGI blood is very very. Uh, fake looking which i don't really like but i mean i i just love what it represents and like how the episode ends so i i forgive a lot of it um just well, i do like the like hannibal's the kind of different styles between hannibal like will's very much more like i'm just trying to defend myself i'm trying to get this guy right where yeah, hannibal yeah, just yeah. seems more surgical right he goes after the Achilles, mm-hmm. and you know he's doing like almost like precise cuts so I did like yeah. that kind of contrast between them trying to take down Dollar Hyde. So like there are some kind of stylistic choices that I did like in the fight, but I do mm-hmm. agree. I mean, if you're going to go fight versus fight, I mean Hannibal and Jack is just the the upper echelon when it comes to the show. Yeah, as yeah, as an action sequence, as a, as a fight, but as like a I don't know, as a, as a piece of plot, as a set piece, as the capper to the series, I think this is excellent, and it couldn't end better, right? With Hannibal mm-hmm. biting. This is double hard. Oh yeah, yeah. As uh, as as a will is like disemboweling him. Yeah. Okay. So like, is this better than the Hannibal Tobias Budge fight? <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I think I'd oh, like yeah. it still. I mean, I mm. I mean, I do like that fight too, though. Yeah, that was a I really like, cool fight with him, cool. like you know, having the wire in his hand, and then Hannibal oh, yeah. having to use. I think, th- I yeah, think that one's him. that one's clearer and cleaner. Like, as a mm-hmm. fight, like, it's more fun to watch as, like, just as a fight. But this has so much weight to it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I do agree like, with that. This yeah. is weight. Yeah, because Tobias Budge is just, like, killer of the week. And then this is, like, the end of the show. You can't even compare the two, right? This is uh, the end game for the entire series, right? 
Because, I mean, if you think about it, this is definitely borders the line between Will doing this because he wants to and this is somehow self-defense. Like, because it is still, in a sense, Mm self-defense. But he knows what he's doing, right? He knows what he's doing with Hannibal in this moment. So it's like, you're you're a little, like, I'm a little on the edge of wondering if, like, Will has kind of turned in this moment. And I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Well, they kill him. They kill Francis Dollarhide. (laughs) And... We get some really homoerotic embracing here between Will and Hannibal, and I just love this. It's 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 really great, actually. I think it I think it just ends on a perfect note. This scene or the whole series, or both? No, this scene. This scene. Okay. Well, both. Both. I mean, I do like it. It's very, okay, at least to me, very ambiguous, right? Like we don't know what happens to them. We don't know if Will's doing this because he thinks maybe this is their way of escaping. Or if he thinks this is his escape, right? Um, if he can kill both him and Hannibal. But it's supposed to be ambiguous. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. Sometimes I think it's ambiguous. Other times I don't. I feel mm-hmm. like the clear implication is that Will has finally realized this darkness within him. And the only way to stop it is to throw him and Hannibal over the cliff, right? Um, because Hannibal, he's like... This is all I ever wanted for the both of us, or or whatever. And, and right. Will admits, like it's beautiful, right? He he like mm. openly embraces like this this darkness that that he's become, right? So mm-hmm. like he embraces Hannibal and he pulls them both over the cliff, right? Um, so yeah. I I think I think it's a beautiful ending. I I, I really love yeah. it, and I think I think it's great. I think it makes up for a lot of the sluggishness these last six episodes have had. Not that they've been bad. It's just it's just different from the Hannibal that we've been watching because it is so stuck on like the source material. That the it's Red absolutely. Dragon, yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, it does. Yeah, exactly. these, these last six do feels very different. So I guess my other question is: Then are you at all burdened by your knowledge of Hannibal, though? Right, knowing that this, I mean, technically, unless this show is changing canon, is not the end of Hannibal. Even though we don't get more episodes, right? There isn't a season four. Right. You're saying mm-hmm. like there is a silence of the lambs after exactly. this is what you're saying. Yeah. What we know right. of Hannibal, we know he lives in a sense because he, he has to do the silence of the lambs storyline, technically. Maybe. I mean, this is this is an alternate universe Hannibal. I don't know. It's a very different Hannibal. It doesn't have to be, right? It, this is just the end of this story. If you take into account the post-credits, like, he's obviously still alive, right? There's no ambiguity to that. Like, they're all alive. Will Hannibal and Bedelia, right? Wait, so that's how you read that? Yeah. Let's get it. Okay, let's get into that then. So the what? What you thought Bedelia cooked her own leg? Yes. Yes. No way. The table set for three. But I thought it was her. Like, okay, so let's let's break this down. So if I mean, everyone's probably seen the episode. At the end of the episode, Bedelia is all dressed up, what looks like a giant pork loin roast or whatever it is, set on the table, and then it pans down to her leg, which has been cut off, and then we realize that it is her leg that has been cooked on this table. So my interpretation is that this is her way of somehow making amends to Hannibal for what she did to him, and then like her plea to somehow live because i think she thinks that hannibal will win this situation and come for her very interesting i've never thought of it that way even though it's 100 percent wrong i feel (laughs) i thought Um, she was yeah i I thought she was driven so yeah i thought she was driven so mad by the idea that hannibal was free and coming for her that she cooked her like herself in anticipation of his arrival as though she was ready to die yeah Huh. And then Will, you oh, not Will, Will. (laughs) Jeff, you think that Hannibal and Will find her and are getting ready to have her as dinner? For me? Yeah. Is that your interpretation? Oh my gosh. That is, I've never thought of it like that. Because Amir, I, I, I do think yours is very plausible, except for the third table setting. Right, because if she's just anticipating Hannibal, there's no right, way. Why that, is there that, another setting? There, yeah, there's exactly. no way there would be a third table setting, right? The only yeah. the only way there's a third table setting is if Hannibal has already caught Bedelia and Will is with him, right? And he's setting yeah. that table. I mean, there's clearly three table settings, so I I feel right. like yeah. it's a hundred percent that 
uh, Will has caught up to Bedelia. Although I do like both of your theories more. I think it's more interesting psychologically, like what it says about Bedelia and like how enthralled she is within like um, Hannibal's spell. And I think that's really, really cool and interesting. And I almost wish that that's what they did. But I I never even read it that way, like ever. Really? That's so, the funny thing is I've never read it like you have. That's so interesting. Now, now I want to see like what other listeners thought, like what other people <laughs> have thought. Right? Yeah. Because I feel like there's so many different uh, ways you could interpret it. Because I also don't like the idea that it seconds later cuts that ambiguity that we just had. That's true. That's true. I mean... I don't want to believe that they're alive yet, right? It's yeah, almost like... I, I, I want think it, yeah. That, yeah, but I think that table setting just like shatters that illusion. Unless she thinks that Will is is turning, and then she's just preparing for Will and Hannibal. I don't think she, I don't think she would know that, right? I mean, she would. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. She would know what? No, I, she... I think she would know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say now because it's it's hard to. No, we just blew your mind, Jeff. <laughs> really, that's so crazy to me. That's a hundred percent how I read it. I mean, me and Amir huh. are reading it a little bit different, but also in a similar fashion. But then, yeah, like we both. I mean, I think we both initially read it as her doing it to herself, right? For what? Yes, I've read it as her cooking her own leg, which is also like, how do you do that? That's pretty hard. But okay, yeah, like logistics. Yeah, That's a pretty heavy I thing mean, to be lifting around. The with logic on in this show doesn't uh, really like. I wouldn't. I don't. But you're right, Jeff. There is the three table setting, so like it is maybe they're cleaning up, right? They're all bloody yeah, and they're I mean, cleaning I'm, up or I'm, something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so like I'm so gobsmacked by like these interpretations that I'm like watching this scene right now. <laughs> so, like, are there actually three table settings? And there no, are. I'm sure there actually there are. are. I don't, yeah. you're, you're right. And like oh, I'm yeah. look I'm I'm looking online now to see if there's a, the word of God answer is that Hannibal survived and uh Well that's what people think, at least at least Hannibal survived. The question is also like has she did she figure out a way to like be an amazing cook? great dinner settings because that is a very much a Hannibal dinner setting it's a very Hannibal thing to do right does she even know how to fucking cook who knows I don't know she lived with him for a couple months you know you learn a couple things pick up a couple (laughs) things about Hannibalism (laughs) you learn how to cook human meat well she has oysters in front of her though right there does she oh I don't know I don't know she's just eating her oysters or yeah oh man This, this is interesting I didn't think that we would have such three different ideas like really cool but that's I, I guess that's the great thing it's just like we all kind of interpret it differently and that's what's great about the show right like we do at any end of season i guess is the season finale or series finale uh, i mean i think we've already all kind of at the top of this episode really professed our love for this show i mean mm-hmm. is there any last words that you guys want to say i mean i mean this is Potentially, basically, the end. You know, uh, we're not going to be talking about Hannibal anymore, unless, like we said, they do right. a fourth season. But nothing is planned; nothing has been announced, so we're going to just kind of play it by ear. But yeah, I know. I mean, any kind of final words from you guys? I think we all know this, but this is like one of my favorite shows of all time. It's so good, and also one that sticks the landing. I think. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah this absolutely. is one of the one hundred percent one of the better TV endings, right? It's up to yeah. with like I don't know the Shield. Mm, the Shield, uh, the Americans. Well, you said you love the leftovers too, right? Yeah, the leftovers, Ugh, leftovers. But yeah, I mean, if you're talking about also like an ending that adapts a source material, but then also changes it to be its own kind of unique, yeah, like artistic presence, right? It it does a really good job. Like it, you know, I kind of shat on it a little bit at the beginning of this episode, but. I still think it all in the end works, right? Like we talk yes. about this final scene and it is really beautiful. And I think it is a great way to end the both the series and the Francis Dollarhide arc. Honestly, I don't think you can ask for more when it comes to adapting Red Dragon, you know? And yeah. I think I think it's I think it's fantastic. And like so many shows just shit the bed in in the end and this is like it doesn't even come close to that right it's just it's just fantastic all around i mean even like game of thrones oh my god fuck that but like <laughs> it just lands the ending and uh it's it's great all around i will say that at the end of the i guess the seventh episode right of the season when it was the end of the italy slash 
catch Hannibal arc mm-hmm. uh, or the Mason Verger arc. I mean, I did actually initially really like that ending and was almost convinced that that would have been a really good series, series finale. finale. Mm. Because it really does button up everything and it actually yeah, puts every, where, everything where Hannibal the, gives himself up at the end. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's the yeah. status quo that we all know, right? Like Hannibal's caught, Will is still yeah. alive. So it would have led really nicely if we did Silence of the Lands after that, right? But yeah. then, yeah. But then to do this it's just, red dragon, it's just not thing. quite as poetic. I think yes. Where yeah, this, so but think, now looking yeah. at this ending, I'm like, wow, this is this is a really good ending too. So like, it, <laughs> it is I don't really know. Good. I think I think either one would have been fine. But at the same time, I really like this because it is different, and we see at the end there's so many more. Dif- there's so many different ways to interpret it. And that's what I do love about an ending, too. The ambiguity. I do wanted to see a little bit more of, uh, like, Hannibal's, how vicious he can be behind bars. I feel like we got a little taste of it, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't really get that much, right? How, how so? What do you, um, like, what was the like taste his, and what do you think that you... Like, what did you feel like the taste was and what did you want to see more of? Like, oh, like what he said to Alana, that was, that was really chilling to me. And I wanted to see more of that. That was like savage, right? He was like, you died in my kitchen, Alana, when you chose to be brave. You remember that line? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's like that every, was all right, let me pull it. He says, incredible. You intend to release me into police custody. Police are not as wise as you are. I might escape in earnest and come to kill you. First chance you get, I assume. You died in my kitchen, Alana. When you chose to be brave. Every moment since is borrowed. Your wife. Your child. They belong to me. You made a bargain for Will's life. And then I spun you gold. That was such a great, yeah, like, line reading. Yeah. And yeah, it was the first time in a long time where I was like, "Damn, Hannibal's really fucking scary." Even when he's like um, behind bars, right? And and I thought, I thought that was that was great. I, I wish we saw a little bit more of that, but like, uh, Dude, you win, you win some, that, you lose some. It's fine. That's I, the shit I, that makes me think yeah. that Bedelia could have chopped off her own leg. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's how scary this motherfucker yeah. is. I don't know, uh, and she was like all Stockholm syndrome or whatever. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. pretending to be half and half, but there was a, there was a she was genuinely under his thrall at least somewhat, right? Like mm. having her psyche fucked with, and I don't know, man. Like I don't know, man. So final thoughts, I guess, is what Derek was asking originally. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I agree with you, Jeff. It's, I mean, what a weird, strange show, like. It's so odd and different from anything else on TV. It's crazy that it was on network TV. We say it all the time, right? Crazy that it was on network TV. Crazy that they let them do so much with it. Mm -hmm. Like, just think about the first couple. It's crazy. Think about the first couple episodes of this show as like a weird procedural Mm -hmm. to like, there's like a dude with dragon wings. And two serial killer husbands are like killing him together, (laughs) like, and 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 a lady cooks her own leg or whatever. Yeah, but I I think this show was ahead of its time. I think this would have killed it on streaming. Yeah, absolutely. Like a Netflix original. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, Dude, imagine if it dropped now during the pandemic. People are at home, nothing to do. I know. Watch Netflix. It's be a fucking. And then everyone's shipping Will and Hannibal. It's. It would be out of control. It would be Mega hit. Yeah, crazy absolutely. memes about this. This was before yeah, like banger. meme culture, right? Like I don't know. It was only five years ago. I mean, there are still but memes like, of this show. Yeah, but like, I mean, it's too late now. I'm just, I'm saying like one that would like prolong the life of the show, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but we we talked about this, Jeff, right? Where. Like, would, would it be better, though, if it was, like, let's imagine, like, season four. What if it, if, if season four does end up on Netflix, and then what? It's going to be one of those things where it releases all at once, and it, go you know, right? People binge it in a weekend, and then it's over. 
right? I think mm. this is the type of show that I would love to see on like HBO Max or, mm. you know, yeah. a- another service where like they kind of still do the format of week by week release. Does Netflix have to drop everything at once? I feel like they could do. I feel like they, no, they, yeah, could. they could if they wanted to. Yeah, but they typically and don't. They? I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's be honest; they typically don't, right? Ha- yeah. Have so. they? Sorry again. Have they done the week by week? They have. They have on particular shows. On what did some they do shows. that on? They did it on. Oh man, I know they did it on something. Like it was. I yeah, you know, I don't remember. I don't know if any of our listeners remember, but it was like. It wasn't anything recent because I think it was something they tested out a while ago and then they realized everyone just wants to binge. <laughs> so I, I, they haven't done it in a while. I, I mean, think. the problem is like everyone started dropping everything at once. And then when you give that to everyone and then you take it away, people don't like it. Right. That's why people review bombed the boys the second season because they dropped that episode by episode week by week. Right. And people got super mad. They gave it like one star reviews. They review bombed the the show, um, but that ended up being way better for the show because people talked about it for like exactly ten weeks instead of like two days, right? And, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think people yeah. expect that from Netflix versus like if like right, people right, right, on right. HBO, HBO know like right. it's going to come one at a time. People mm-hmm. know on Disney, you know, Mandalorian comes one at a time, one you know, mm-hmm. one week, one episode a week. So it's kind of like sometimes you actually have to pick the right service too nowadays where it seems like yeah. if it was on if Netflix tried this, you know people would get mad and be like, "No, we want it all at once. I want to binge this in like 2 days." But I don't yeah. know if that would work for Hannibal, you know? I, I mean, don't know. You, you could also not watch. <laughs> you could. <laughs> all in one you sitting. could. But who am I kidding? I would watch. Yeah. I would binge that <laughs> but then shit. I would miss out on the beans, Jeff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hannibal's very bingeable, right? It is. But I think it benefits from the ability to breathe, though. I think sometimes. absolutely. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I think there's a run in like the latter half of the first season, all the way up to the first half of the second season. That's just like episode after episode. You're just like pouring them down, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't stop yourself because they're and all then, like bangers, right? They're so yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wall to wall, right? Like every single one is just crazy mm-hmm. and like the plot is also moving along like, at a propulsive speed but like i think the second half of season two and all of season three are a lot slower yeah maybe i agree richer i mean it's like scarfing down a really rich dessert right you're gonna get sick you have to kind of yeah 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 savor it you know um yeah but um, honestly, I will take it anyway. <laughs> if yeah, Netflix wants to bring it back, it. if it's just going to be binged a weekend, I'm totally down. Like, I just yeah. honestly would love to see. This is one show I would want to see one more season. Like, I don't need more than one. Yeah, I, I don't need. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see maybe, six maybe Silence of the Lambs or like whatever. Even if they it was just do. six episode arc, right? If we did Man, Silence, Silence of six, yeah. the Lambs, I'd be, be so happy crazy. with that or something like that, right? Like, I don't need this show to come back and like have a second life as much as I just would love to see a finale. Like, kind of almost like what Dexter's trying to do, right? I think Dexter's trying to give it a proper finale, from my Ugh. understanding. But Dexter can fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> It'd be hard to, hard to top uh, um, this finale, though, right? Like, if they bring it back again, difficult to... That's true. This was a really good finale. Like, this was a really good ending. It was... And not, not that I don't want to see Silence. I'll, like uh, I'll, like yeah. you guys were saying, I'll take I'll take any new Hannibal any which way they serve it to us. But in the form of your own leg, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I do want to say like one weird side effect of loving this show so much is like how much I realize people fucking waste Mads Mikkelsen in other shit, um, like his stuff in Star Wars and the Marvel mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe is so undercooked and like why get Mads Mikkelsen if you're gonna cast him for these so like unsung roles, right? Um playing Jin Urso's dad in Rogue One. This is such a whatever role. And then he's basically like the heavy in Doctor Strange too. He doesn't even have like he has like two lines like the entire movie. Um Yeah. He's a little wasted Kaecilius in the or whatever. Yeah. Kaecilius, yeah. Yeah. 
is that uh is there anything else anyone wanted to really say i think that's it we recap the last two episodes talk a little bit about the legacy of the show about its stars and i feel satisfied i feel sated this was a great run i love this show probably one of my favorite of all time like i I keep saying but like it's it's just so good yeah definitely worth watching if after how many episodes we've done of this podcast based on the show and you still haven't watched it i guess maybe you aren't (laughs) <laughs> but I don't know why you would be listening to this if you haven't yeah, been watching you be listening to this. <laughs> but honestly, I hope our audience has enjoyed if they haven't seen it or they yeah, if they haven't seen it and this is their first time watching, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did a rewatch with us, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did the second time around. Hopefully the next show that we pick will be just as good as this one. It's tall order, but yeah. In the meantime, we'll be taking a short break. Um, and then we'll be back with a couple more palate cleansing general discussion yes. episodes about different movies and different TV shows. Um, so if you guys missed that, we'll be back with that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a break because of our quarantine turkeys that we're gonna eat. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, we'll be back with. I think the first episode we'll come back with is you know uh, uh, what we've been watching because it's been a couple weeks. A lot of weeks. <laughs> a, we have, weeks. We, a lot of weeks that we've have gone without talking about, you know, sharing, you know, all the movies and all the TV shows that we've been watching since, or kind of taking in uh, in between Hannibal episodes. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. one of the reasons we did Hannibal was like because of COVID and like there hasn't been that much coming out, but there's actually quite a bunch of stuff that came out and that I I watched and probably you guys watched and I want to catch up on that so. Should be should, should be, be interesting. Fun. A lot to talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Jeff, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. What about you guys? Um, you can find me on Letterboxd. What about you, Derek? You can find me at the wrong day, day spelled D A Y I K, and that is for Instagram and Twitter. But you can also find me on my other podcast called Geeks in a Pod, where me and my three friends discuss and debate, you know, various topics when it comes to movies, television, gaming, etc. And you can find that on any kind of major podcast platform. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to many, many more people. And if you guys have any comments, questions, suggestions, maybe some suggestions on where we should go from here, please shoot us an email if you have any insight onto the religious themes in the last two episodes that completely went over our heads. Uh, send us an email and talk about that. We like to read listener mail and... Yeah, how um, did you interpret the Bedelia thing? I'd really like to see other Yeah, what whatever. Other I really want to know what people thought of that. So please shoot us a line at jeff at strangeharpers.com. And we hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving. And uh, we will be back after that. So see you guys next time. Happy turkey day, everybody. See you in two weeks. <laughs>